Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Spirit Room. I'm Melissa White, and I'm your host, and I'm really excited to share this episode with you guys. I wanted to chat a little bit about some tips, some tips on how to give a really awesome reading. Now, this is going to apply, it could apply for a mediumship reading, it could apply for a psychic reading, an intuitive reading, an oral reading. Um, you can you can apply to any of those. Um, but I would say, you know, this is just some of my uh, tips that I've picked up along the way um, of doing my readings with all kinds of different people, um, in person, phone readings, group readings. I mean, they're all a little bit different, but the, um, the premise is basically the same. So I invite you to just relax, enjoy, take note of what really resonates for you. And keep in mind, this is not by any means a comprehensive, like full list of everything. These are just um, some quick tips that came to mind, things that you might need to know or you might need to be reminded of, okay, if you're on your path, your spiritual path and intuitive development or mediumistic development, and you're wanting to know how you can kind of give yourself a bit of a boost and give yourself some um, some assistance in providing your readings. Okay. So for starters, I would say begin with a clear mind. So it's important that your mindset and your mind frame is positive. So you're not going to be starting to give someone a reading if you're in the middle of, um, some kind of, um, conflict or something that's going on in your personal life or you're, you know, texting in a really heated kind of conversation or something like that. You want to be able to be clear headed and clear minded um, before you approach, you know, beginning a reading. And you'd want to set your intention for that reading. You know, so what is it that you are hoping to accomplish? Um, For me, I basically say a prayer and I'm calling in my guides and my angels for support and asking them to be with me um, and to sort of watch over the reading. Um, I always pray for my sitter, whoever I'm reading for. I say a little prayer for them, that when they come and that they'll be open and that they'll be willing to receive everything that they need to know. So I really focus on what do they need, not what do they want to hear, what do they think they want, but actually what does their soul need them to know or what do their loved ones need them to know um so i'll do that um and basically you know please help me to see hear, and feel and know and taste the information please help me to have you know an accurate and and a strong connection um and to provide the person that i'm reading for that i can provide them with what they need for their own healing you know, and and what's going to be empowering for them and what's going to be helpful for them, you know, so setting that, that clear intention. Um, The second thing I would say is to take your time explaining how you work. So this is an important part of the process. Every single reader is going to have their own style and their own unique way of working. So it's important that you take this time to explain that to your your client or the person that you're reading for. Now, 
it does a few different things. It, it gives them that information so that they're aware, but also it gives them a chance to settle in. They're coming into your space. If this is like an in-person situation, they're coming into your space. They need to feel comfortable. You're going to want to offer them a drink of water or tea or something. Maybe, you know, show them where the washroom is in case they need to use the washroom. You want them to feel comfortable and that they can relax and they can have a minute to kind of get their bearings. You know, Um, lots of times when people are coming for a reading, they are nervous Sometimes it's the unknown. They don't know what to expect. Sometimes they wonder if you're going to be like a weird, strange, abnormal kind of person that, you know, they don't know. They don't know what they're they're walking into. Sometimes they're afraid of what you might see in their energy. Sometimes people come and they have secrets that they don't necessarily want us to find out. Um, other times it's literally that energy of spirit really with them, you know, and it can feel overwhelming and it can feel like a bit of anxiety for some people. So I think, you know, giving them that opportunity to just kind of settle before jumping right into it, I think that is important. Um, And when you explain how you work, you know, feel free, feel free to explain how you get your information, you know, what your goal is, what your intention is for even doing this reading. Um, You know, I like to tell people up front, I don't believe that every reader in this world can read for every single person who comes to them. There's going to be people over time, not a lot, but every once in a while, there's someone who's going to sit down and I, within the first five to 10 minutes, you can feel it. You can feel if there's an accurate, an accuracy going on with the information. You can feel if there's a genuine good connection. And if there's not, I will tell people very honestly that I will tell them, I don't feel this is working, you know, and and in that case, there's no money exchanged, but I would stop the reading. You know, I wouldn't go for the, through the whole thing. Um, And I think that that's helpful for people to know up front that that's the case. So that they understand also that if they feel that it's not accurate or if they feel it's not a good connection or it's not what they had in mind, that they have every every right as well to say, no, I don't think this is working. Now that's the first five, five, 10 minutes. If you're going to go through the whole reading to the very end um, and then decide that it isn't really what you were looking for, I think that's a different story, right? Obviously then at that point, the, the energy has already been given, you know, the time has already been given. So in that case, you know, I, I wouldn't be generally refunding anybody at that point. Um, but really, it's to give each party that freedom to say, okay, first, you know, first little bit, we can kind of get a feel for each other. If it's not happening, each party has the right to say, no, I don't think this is for me. Now, that's my personal opinion. Obviously, other people work other ways. Um, but that's just something that I include in my little, um, talk before I get going. I give them examples of how spirit connects with me, um, what I see, what I feel, um, and, and give them the, the, the confirmation that, you know, they are going to have time to ask whatever specific questions they might have as well, you know, so you would just kind of want to give them that little bit of time to, um, digest, you know, how, how this is going to work. Uh, the next thing I would say is when you're giving your information or actually before that, I would say 
don't take too much time sitting and waiting for your information to come. I would say take a deep breath, just relax, and begin speaking. If you begin speaking, the energy is going to move on the, the, the word, on the spoken word, and you're going to get what you need, and then you're going to speak a little more, and a little more will come. It's hard sometimes, I think, when people are first starting out, they feel nervous and they're afraid to stick their neck out. They're afraid to start. And I would say that it's it's just a matter of doing it. Sometimes you just have to do it. So don't wait too long. Just start speaking. Um, the next thing I would say is really stay away from saying things like, I'm not sure, or I don't know, or using any type of language that is negative about yourself or your abilities. Because basically, you're, you're then telling yourself that you can't do this or you, you know, you can say, I don't know if, if the question, a question is asked of you and you literally don't have the answer. Of course, be honest, tell somebody, I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I just mean when you're delivering your information, stay away from things like, um, well, I don't know if this is right, but I think blah, 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 or I don't know. Sometimes I'm I'm really off. I'm so wrong sometimes, but I actually feel blah blah blah. You know, you don't want to phrase things that way. First of all, it's de- it's degrading yourself and it's it's telling yourself that you don't believe. And if you don't believe in what you're doing, how are you going to expect anyone else to? You know, you have to you have to talk to yourself in such a way and about yourself in such a way um that you're building that trust. Um, I would also say, make statements. Don't ask questions of your sitter. Make statements. So you want to be saying, I know, I feel, I hear, I see. You don't want to be going, oh, did your grandpa work as a butcher? You want to phrase it, I see that your grandfather worked as a butcher. Or I feel your grandfather enjoyed his alone time reading his books, not asking the client. Um, basically, you would you would give the information as a statement, and then you could say, does that make sense? Do you, you know, does that resonate for you? Do you understand? Uh, that kind of thing. Um, the other thing, and this is a big one, you don't want a no to freak you out to the point that you then start holding back information. So generally what will happen is will be, especially if this is a, a mediumship rating. So you're trying to identify the spirit that you've got with you and what the relationship is between the spirit person that you're communicating with and your sitter. And so you might say, well, it's a gentleman, I feel he was probably in his 50s when he passed. Uh, he had a brown leather jacket that he loved and he wore it all the time. And he passed from emphysema or something like that. And so the person, you know, your sitter would, could reply, yes, yep, I know who that is, makes sense. Okay, so sigh of relief, you, you've got, you figured out, they know who it is, and you keep going. And then you give another piece of information, another piece, and maybe the person says no. And then you kind of go back, reinterpret, come back, give another piece of information, and there's a no. 
what can happen is your energy level, your confidence, basically sometimes can drop really quickly. And in that case, what happens is you begin to start um, playing it very safe. So then you're afraid to to give any information um, that's too specific because you're afraid of getting shot down. You're afraid of getting the no. And so what can happen is you then start to limit the, the type of information that can come through and your reading kind of becomes a little bit um, one dimensional. And so in, in that way, you're sort of holding yourself back. You're limiting yourself. And I think what happens, it's happened to me before where I've felt something or I knew a piece of information and I wouldn't say it because I was afraid because I'd just been told no, particularly when I started first working with getting names of spirit communicators. If I got a bunch of correct information and then I said, oh, and I got the name George uh, and the person's like, no. That would stop me from wanting to endeavor to bring any more names to the rest of that reading. And it would make me sort of be like, "Ugh, I don't even want to venture to try to kind of put, you know, push myself any more because you're just afraid to get that no and afraid that they're not going to, um, they're not going to trust you anymore. And then they're going to not get what they need out of the reading. You know, that's the real fear. And so what would happen is I would feel these things, but I wouldn't say it. And then at the end, you know, we'd be chatting afterwards and the sitter would be like, oh, yeah. And they would bring up that piece of information that I had kept to myself. And it was spirit's way, I think, of telling me, listen, you should have said it like they're they're giving you this confirmation. They're telling you that piece of information was true. You should have been brave enough to say it. Um, Sometimes I'll write things down. And I find that that's a great tip, because even if you aren't brave enough in the moment to say it. Maybe afterwards you could show the sitter your notes and you can kind of see, you know, they'll tell you if, if any of that makes sense to them, you know, so at least you have it sort of written down somewhere. So it's not just you after the fact saying, Oh yeah, I, I knew that, <laughs> you know? Um, so I think it's important not to let your confidence be shaken. And also I think, a big part of that too is we're, you know, obviously sensitive. We're empathic people. Um, my teacher, Tony Stockwell, would always say to me, the price you actually pay for being so sensitive is that you're so sensitive. And so what that means is that, you know, we we strive for this sensitivity. We fine-tune, we work hard, we really work in such a way that we're really trying to develop and really become so sensitive to subtle energies. And that's part of our skills. But the price of that and the difficulty with that is that we are then sensitive beings. So we are sitting with another human being. We're feeling their need. Lots of times when I'm sitting with a client, I know what they're thinking. I'm very aware if they're thinking, okay, this is great. Yes, this is working. I'm so happy. Or if they're thinking, uh, I don't know what I think about this. I think maybe she's got to try a little harder. Uh, I don't think that she's really got this. You know, you can feel doubt just like you can feel, you know, the, the sort of more positive um, emotion. So sometimes it can feel like a real weight to bear. You know, it does feel like a lot of pressure. 
And so, you know, part of that is not focusing so much on the person sitting in front of you, but actually shifting your focus up to the spirit world. If you're doing, obviously, if you're doing a mediumship reading, you want to focus on spirit and less on that empathic connection with the client. The more you're focused on the human and the human world and the physical world, the more you'll be kind of limited by it. So I I think that's something to keep in mind. Um, What are we? I think we're at number six. Uh, Be true to yourself and what you stand for. Don't allow your sitter to pressure you or to influence the information that you're receiving. And what I mean by that is that sometimes people just want to hear what they want to hear. And they are not happy um, when you're just giving them what you get and, and what the truth is. And so sometimes you have to be really firm and not allow someone to um, interpret the information that you're getting and twist it in a way that suits them. You know, And some people, I think, do this subconsciously they're not even aware that they're doing it but other people are very if they've got a very strong personality and if they've got a very um if they're very willful they will try to impose that upon you and it's almost like they try to talk you into agreeing with them and I think you have to be very firm and you have to stand by what you receive I think that's important just like ethically but also just for your own sense of self you know so just keep that in mind um that that can happen um number seven put yourself in your sitter's position how would you want to feel during a reading and focus on what your sitter needs to know and and really keep their best interest at heart you know so really really trying to stay on that um, vibration of just, I'm going to bring this person, whatever is going to help them, whatever is going to be um, healing and affirming and empowering for them to know. Okay. So just keep that in your mind. Number eight, notice if your energy is shifting or if you're starting to feel a bit drained, a bit tired, and then change it up, switch it up. So you'll get to maybe a certain point in the reading and you can just feel it, even if it's subtle. You'll want to then ask your client to ask you a question. Um, Maybe you pull a, a few cards for them, use a pendulum, whatever it is, just to kind of mix up the energy, change the flow of the energy. Um, So, you know, just to kind of keep that in mind, you can feel, you know, as your energy is ebbing and flowing throughout the period of the reading. I would also say, do not feel pressured, like you have to read for two hours, okay? Um, When I first started giving readings to people, my readings were minimum an hour and a half. Looking back, I do not know how I was able to sustain that. I was extremely exhausted at the end of it. Um, And I would ask people, you know, they could ask questions, but I wouldn't limit. It was like they would just keep asking and asking and asking. And um, now my readings are more like 40 minutes. Um, And I think part of that is becoming more effective and, you know, having so much practice doing it that, 
I'm definitely more efficient in, in the energy and in the information I'm giving, but also it's, it's realizing that it's such a focus. It's a mental focus and such an energetic experience and your whole body experience, your nervous system, you, you really can't sustain it for that much longer. You know, it, it's, you have, I mean, it's going to be different for each person, but for me, I find 40, 45 minutes, that's what's sort of comfortable. And that's what I feel is giving the person also enough time to kind of ask what they want to ask and that we can end things off. And it feels like, okay, that's, that's energetically, that's the flow. So um, I would say, yeah, don't feel pressured to keep going for hours and hours. Um, you need to have some kind of limit, some kind of boundary there with that. Um, number nine, be open to whatever happens. Come in with a magical, uplifted kind of energy. Stop criticizing yourself, beating yourself up. And actually just enjoy basking in the energy of the experience. And if you think about it, every time that we endeavor, every time that we sit down to do a reading, we're inviting in the spirit world, we're inviting in our guides, inviting in our angels. And this is such a team effort. You know, this is such a beautiful kind of sacred connection that we're creating. And we're, you know, creating this friendship with the unseen world. And so, you know, I think we kind of owe it to them to enjoy it more. I think that they really want us to enjoy it. They want us to feel at ease and they want us to feel that um, we're supported, you know? So I think it just to take a little bit more of a playful approach. And I, I get how hard that can be. Um, There's so much, pressure that we put on ourselves and it's because we want to provide people with healing we want to do well for them we want to be the conduit of this energy that's going to affect them in some way that's going to bring them some peace of mind and because we're all you know empathic and open we feel that need and we feel it so deeply and so I understand why it's hard to just relax and to take that playful approach. But I think the more that we can, the better, you know, the better, the, the better the result. You know, the more I'm feeling um, down on myself or if I'm feeling like, oh, this isn't good enough and I'm criticizing myself, it's taking me out of the flow. It's taking me out of being in the power. So, you know, you, you want to be able to be in a space where you're just, you're, you're giving what you're perceiving and that you're not afraid to just allow it to flow and that you're not deterred. You know, I think if you're in the flow and you're really connecting and, and you're sort of in that zone, a no isn't going to, it's not going to bother you. It's not going to, um, you're not going to crumble. You know, you're going to keep going. So those would be my tips in general, obviously, this is like a lifelong pursuit. And this is why, you know, we all do our training and our practice and our development. But it is something to keep in mind for those of you that are that are starting out there. Or even that if you are doing readings, it's a good reminder, you know, or maybe some different perspectives, you know, that you haven't thought of. But um, reading for yourself is a little bit more tricky. I would say it's very easy to read for other people. It's 
easiest to read for strangers, people that you don't know, because then you don't have the preconceived notion. You don't have any kind of knowledge of them to confuse you. Um, so yeah, a good stranger is great to read. Um, family and friends, I hesitate. I'll do it. Um, as long as they recognize that I am a little bit biased because I, you know, they're in my life and I love them and they love me and obviously I'm emotionally invested. So I will do it with that sort of being said. Um, and I try to avoid it though. (laughs) I have a really dear friend who is very, very intuitive and we're in contact pretty much every day. And we're to the point now after, I don't know how many years, six years or something of being friends. Um, we can't even tune in for each other when it comes to anything significant. We're both useless because to each other, because we just know each other too well and it just doesn't work. So we basically have to seek, uh, intuitive advice elsewhere. Um, so that is a thing that can happen. Um, the other thing too, is that when you read for yourself, it's really hard to be objective. You obviously know what you want the answer to be, you know what you want to hear. And so it's, it's difficult to remain very objective. Um, I think we doubt and we question ourselves a lot more. Um, so, I mean, there's ways, there's ways to do it, but I would say definitely the easiest is to read for a complete stranger. The other thing to keep in mind, there are some things that you're going to ask yourself or some things that you're sitter is going to ask you that you might not receive. You might not get the information. You might not get the answer to. And it's okay. It's okay. I do believe there's certain things that maybe we are not meant to know. So um, I know for myself, for a good chunk of time, I really was was wanting to know about my future in my um, romantic relationships. You know, I was really curious because I felt for the for the longest time I felt a soulmate and this this person that was going to be in my life, and I I could feel his energy and I could feel his soul, and I just felt like I just need to know when when is he coming in and how is this going to happen and. I would read my cards and I would get my friends to pull cards for me and I would get readings from other people. And literally it was, the message was the same, you know, just patience and yes, he's coming and you know, all of that, but just patience. And it was driving me insane, but looking back, I'm thinking, of course, why would I be given that information when it may have deterred me from doing certain things, experiencing certain other relationships that I needed to experience. Um, You know, otherwise maybe I would have just sat there and waited, you know, and not really, not really put myself out there thinking I'm just waiting for the perfect one, you know? So I, I think at certain, at certain times, there's certain things that we may not be able to, um, to know. So just to keep that in mind, Um, the biggest thing though, with any kind of reading is that you have to be clear on your intentions and you also have to practice. You can't, um, get better simply by reading or talking about readings, like reading books about it and talking about giving readings. You actually have to give readings (laughs) and you have to, you have to be able to be, be okay with, 
um, having some harder experiences. You have to be okay with maybe um, feeling very disheartened and then building yourself back up, building your energy back up. You have to experience some people who are difficult to read. And that is a whole other podcast episode, okay? (laughs) But you do have to go through it all. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. I think that being a reader is not for the faint of heart. I think it takes a ton of courage. I think it takes a special kind of person who's willing to put themselves out there in that way. Um, And I think if it was easy, everybody would do it. So if you're on that path, I would say keep going. Surround yourself with people that you can practice with. So Development Circle, there's lots of online practice pages as well. If anyone in the podcast is interested, I do have a a page called, I think it's called Students of Melissa White. It's a group on Facebook. Um, And there's about, I think, about 100 people. And basically, they're all people that have taken or are currently taking classes with me. So they know how I teach and they know how I work. And you can post on there if you're looking to practice with a few people or one person. Uh, And you can do an exchange. You can read for each other. I think that's really important to have a place that you can do that. So there's there's never a reason that you can't practice. It's, It's always there for you. So I really hope that you found those tips, um, you know, helpful. And I'm so looking forward to hearing back from you guys, hearing, you know, how you're doing on your path. And if you're brand new and you've never worked with with any kind of readings or, you know, endeavored, I would I would suggest get um, an, a pack of Oracle cards. Um, you can get them from Amazon or a spiritual store, just whatever one you feel drawn to and just start working with those and see what see what comes of it. That was the beginning of my sort of um, opening up. I started reading angel cards for myself every day, just one a day. And I would pull it in the morning and um, then basically come back to it at the end of the day and see how it made sense, see how what the angels had told me in the morning really always came to fruition um, by the end of the day. So that's a good place to start. All right. So if you're interested, joining, join the Facebook group. It's called the Spirit Room Podcast with Melissa White on Facebook. You can join and I'll be posting some some different stuff, some, maybe some, um, opportunities for you guys to have some, I'll read some, some Oracle cards for you guys or angel cards every once in a while. Um, I definitely want to put together, um, an incentive for you guys to post your reviews. I noticed that when I asked for reviews a while back, a few people posted and it really, really boosted us up into the charts. And then what happens at that point is that the podcast is more visible, like people are able to actually find it on the, on the iTunes and stuff, the way that it's ranked. I mean, I don't really fully understand, but um, I know that it's good. I know that like getting the reviews is super, super helpful. So I kind of want to put together a little contest around that maybe um, just to give you guys some incentive to, to do that. That would be amazing. Um, and otherwise just, yeah, I'm on Facebook, Psychic Media Melissa White, and definitely reach out. You're, if you're looking for 
one-on-one mentoring or um, joining a class or um, a phone reading or anything like that. Group readings will be starting up pretty soon, um, starting up again, which I can't wait for. So there's lots going on, lots happening. Love to hear from you. So take good care. And I'm sending you guys lots of love and lots of angels.